This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast number 311. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. We are the Fight Disciples. Hope you are well. Thank you very much for coming to join us. If you've only just come across us, please subscribe on iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for and you can get anything else that you need uh, on our website, fightdisciples.com. So if you need an Android feed, go there. Uh, we're on social media too, at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter and at Fight Disciples all over Instagram. No fights to get stuck into from the weekend, really, because it was all about the UFC and we know that you went there first. We know that you've already listened to that and got a little bit giddy and you've come to us wanting to keep that momentum going. Well, good for you. And we will hopefully keep that momentum going because we've got some fights to get stuck into preview-wise with uh, Nathan Gorman and Daniel Dubois fighting this weekend. So stick around uh, because we will be talking about that in a moment or two. But first of all, just want to say hello to Jamie. Jamie, how are you, mate? You all right? Hanging out with Nick on uh, on Friday night, weren't you, Jamie? Cara, yeah? There you go, lad. I know you're a big fan. Closet fan there, keeping it stealth as well, Jamie, don't you? You know what I mean? Doesn't do any retweeting Carragher, does he? No, you know what I'm saying, son? Listen, if you want to retweet any of the episodes, if you want to let the people know... <laughs> I think he's that... waiting to come on. I think that's what it is. I think he's waiting for some merchandise is what he's <laughs> waiting for. <laughs> yeah, he probably is. He's yeah. thinking to himself, when you, once you lads sort me out, then I'll start becoming a fight disciple. <laughs> it's a bit, I'll tell you what makes me laugh, right? When people just randomly come out of the closet and admit they're a fight disciple, people that are... In the public eye. Like, Rob Beckett, we love you, Rob. I know you're listening to this right now. Rob's been out. He yeah, came yeah. out ages ago. Did, yeah, yeah. He didn't mess about what's tore the band-aid off, didn't he? He just went, lads, I'm in. I'm in the team. And he lets everybody know that he's in the team. And that's cool. Yeah, man. But there's a couple of rugby players recently that have started just chipping up and making comments on stuff. Declan Rice. Declan, morning. I know that you're a pal. I know that you're in. There's nothing wrong with retweeting our stuff, Deck, right? People... In fact, it'll actually make your stock rise even further. You do, you're doing extremely well at West Ham. I know that you're on, you know, I know you're on pre-season and all that type of stuff. And you probably sat on a sun lounge right at this moment in time, your headphones in, wondering, how the fuck did they know? Listen, I know. I know that you're in it's the game. I'm thinking, where's me fucking Mohawk socks? You want some socks? We'll send you some socks, son. No problem whatsoever. We'll get you kitted up. All right? We know you're there. But Cara, you're you're in the media for fuck's sake now, lad. And you're a scouser. <laughs> Why are you not? Why are you not cutting us some bread? Maybe I need to invite him on the show, don't I? I think that's what it is. Listen. Get him on the show. Maybe he's uh, stop. He'll go public. Then. Stop admitting when you see us at events that you are fight disciples. Do it publicly. <laughs> Let the people know. <laughs> this is where it's at. There's a, in fact, I'm going to quickly look down my Instagram right because check this out. I was at. Uh, You're going to out some people. No, there's a, there was a lad. I apologise for this because I forgot his name. There was a lad. Um, in the uh, Talksport building at the weekend, right? So I comes out the lift at Talksport at work, and then we're going to get some uh, get some food on the uh, on the canteen floor. And as I'm coming out the lift, there was a lad from I'm sure he's uh, from the northeast somewhere, right? Um, who was who was coming into the lift, and he just yelled at the top of his voice in front of everybody, packed little area where people were getting in and out of the lift. Yelled at the top of his voice, Adam Catterall. And I went, all right. Because I'm in TalkSport, I thought, well, he obviously is a, a TalkSport. Listen to the lad. Not at all. His next line was, from the fight, disciples. <laughs> I went, go on, my boy. Marcus, there you go. I found you, mate. He messaged me straight after it. Marcus, I know what you're up to, boy. He's a fight <laughs> disciple. He's listening to the show. 
There you go. That's what I like, though. People out yeah, man. spreading the word in public, wearing the T-shirts. You know how much love I gave that geezer at the Yorko when he's got his shirt on. This is what you got. Be out and proud. That's it. Bloody London Pride at the weekend. People are out and proud. That's what it's all about. Wear some face makeup. You know what I mean? Dance under a rainbow. All that type of thing. Let them know that you're a fight disciple. Don't be mincing, Cara. Don't be mincing. Come on, son. In fact, we'll send you a pin badge. And when you're on Sky Sports you now... wear it on a suit. If you don't wear it on idea. your... That's it, you're out. I'm blocking your feed. You can't You can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> blocking the feed. <laughs> Just on merchandise, by the way. Um, oh, I missed, uh, we got another message from a fella who's getting married this weekend. And uh, with your uh, recent um, performances when it comes to posting stuff out late... Yeah, yeah. If he or, he or I made him ordered something on Sunday, just gone. Will he get his socks to Put walk? Time for the yeah, he oh, wants to walk down the legend. aisle. He wants to walk down the aisle on Saturday with the Mohawker socks on. Well, there's, let's see. Let's have a quick look because I've shipped most of it. Is it Jack? Might be Jack. Right, tell Jack he'll. De- When's he walking down the aisle? Saturday. Saturday. Right, Saturday. You've got to get the gear done today, mate. He'll and get have it shipped it. to him. He'll have it by Wednesday at the latest. Yeah, you love it by Wednesday. Is that is that Nick Pete Wednesday or is that actual no, that's, Wednesday? That's which... actual Wednesday this right. week. Yeah, All right. as long as he's no got problem, on for the Jack. weekend, sweet as. Listen, there are, they... I'll send them a little extra as well for a slip hell. You know what I mean? Yes. Let's get Jack sorted. Let's get Jack looking sharp on that's the uh, on it. when he's walking down the aisle. That's it. That's it. He'll get. He'll send you some custom made uh, cufflinks or something. Some boxes. Some custom. You know what I mean for the wedding night. You know what I mean. You want to impress it, don't you? You want to impress? Shall we send you some red panties? I was just going to say, let's get Jack some red panties. Yeah. There you go, son. Uh, good luck with that at the weekend, lad. Signing your life away. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, merry-go-round of fights not happening. That's where we're going to start right now. Um, Smith versus Billy Joe Saunders ain't happening. Nope. Smith says no. Nope. Smith says no. Not enough dough. That's what we've been told. Anyway, you got to pay for the champ, Cheddar Ching. Well, Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders is the champ. No, but uh, yeah, but he's the world number one. Callum's the number one. He's got most of the belts. Got the well, ring magazine well, belt. Right, he's then. the guy at the top of the tree. So he ain't, he ain't going to take a 50-50 cut to go on someone else's network. Look is at he? you. Look at you now. It's right. a sixty. Listen, I'd be saying if you. it was the other way round. Look at you. Right. The champ has got to have the just because Callum and Joe cut. Stop doing this now because you know certain people listen to the show. Billy Joe listens to the show. Yeah, that's why I'm going to big him up now. Right. It's got to be 60-40 in Callum's favour. He's the fucking number one. Stop this now. He's the A side. Here we go. Let's go, Eddie Ayn. He's the A side. Right. If he's not accepting that fight... And it's on someone else's network. Are you let me talk? If he's not accepting that fight mm-hmm. as a world title unification, because the fans don't care who's getting... Pay- they don't care the door. They don't care. Yeah. They want to see the fights. That's what we want to see. Yeah. So if he's not taking that fight, he better have something good lined up. Listen. He better have something good lined up. Yep. Potentially he has. Because, listen, okay, it's a similar situation to when Billy Joe fucked Martin Murray around twice, if you remember. Oh, yeah, I'll fight Martin Murray. Yeah, yeah, send Martin Murray the contract. Yeah, yeah, the fight's happening. When he's literally sitting waiting for the phone to ring on Canelo or Triple G. And he did that to Martin Murray twice. Fucked him over twice. One of those occasions, Billy Joe didn't even go into camp. That's a fact. So he's now playing second field. The, the similarities are there because he's like, you know, like, it's a contract for Callum Smith. Callum Smith's like, fuck your contract and your 50-50 offer on someone else's network. I'm waiting for Canelo to ring, son. I get it. And Billy Joe should accept that as well. There's a bit. There's a far bigger fight potentially on the horizon. Nobody. Does. At least Callum Listen. Smith's not doing the shit that Billy Joe did to Martin Murray by going, "Yeah, go on, I'll accept the fight." But you know what? I'm not really even going to camp for it. I'll just fucking cancel it. At least Callum's gone. No, mate, I'm not interested in you. I get that. I get that. But as a fan, 
he better it better come off. But listen, it better come off. But it may not come off. But it ha- it's well, Canelo. Some, yeah, but something else. Well, all right then. Then he then he's, he he's one of the Canelo options. So at the moment, Callum Smith, and you can't be good, Jim. Canelo's the biggest pay per view. Absolutely, do not. I absolutely do not. I'm not but, saying but that it may the, not come off. Right. I'm not saying that, that won't be Callum Smith's fault, will it? I'm not saying the Canelo fight has to come off. What I'm saying is a big fight has to come off. Listen, if Canelo announces Kovalev next week, and if Triple G announces Danny Jacobs next week, then maybe the maybe the conversation is okay. Well, let's go back to Frank. Listen, fifty-fifty ain't going to work. Let's have a conversation. But right now. It's not even worth having the conversation because this phone might ring. I get it. I mm. get where they are. Mm. Uh, well, on that, Kovlev Canelo, according to Cathy uh, Duva, that's off. That's yeah. not happening. That's no. not happening next. So with what you've just said, maybe Smith is getting the Canelo fight. Exactly. Maybe he is. Um, which therefore means August 24th in some back of beyond in Russia, Anthony Yard and Sunday will be a tippy-tappy pads getting themselves prepared to go into the lion's den against my lookalike, Sergei Kovalev. I hope it happens. Massively hope it happens, and I hope they pull it off. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing because it means two British guys are getting the biggest fights out there. You know, it's a massive fight for Yard, obviously, and a massive fight for Callum Smith. So I would rather see those two get that. Because, listen, Billy Joe, the Billy Joe fight's always there for Callum Smith. As long as he beats Canelo, anyway, the unification fight's there. And Callum Smith has made it clear, before I go to light heavy, I want to unify at super middle. So I... I I wouldn't worry if it was Billy Joe as long as you keep that belt the fight could happen in the future but it's a much bigger fight if Callum Smith goes and beats Canelo do you know what I mean so um, be amazing if you all get, get fucking Kovalev well, though okay. just because of the the way they bit on it and the way they put they called the bluff it was like yeah you're the number one contender WBO have made it oh yeah you want it okay uh, to, to fight our mandatory then you're going to have to fucking come to deepest darkest Russia how'd you like that and Sunday and Yard went okay Sound mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, well, actually, the, the money's not there, and uh, you know we're probably going to fight Canelo. Shit houses, shit houses. Go on, Yardy lad. <laughs> Sunday's got their number. Yes. Um, where do you stand on uh, posting um, videos sparring. of old sparring on on the internet? Shocking. Yes, yeah? the golden rule, isn't it? You don't do it. You don't post sparring videos, but they do. I don't like loads it of people do it, mate. I seen Devin Haney or some. I don't know where it was. It was Devin Haney. Who obviously my prospect of the year this year, my one to watch. I don't know whether Devin Haney posted it first or someone else posted it. It wasn't on Devin Haney's social account, but someone else had put it up of Devin Haney just fucking up some kid and sparring, mm. dropping him with body shots. And I'm like, that that ain't like no sparring I've ever seen. That ain't like no sparring session I've been a part of or been in the gym and witnessed where one world class athlete has just beaten someone up. I didn't, I didn't, don't get me wrong, I don't know who the other guy was because you couldn't tell he had head guards on. All I seen was Devin Haney chopping this guy down. The guy had gone, and yet there he is, still still landing body shots until he actually dropped onto his onto all fours. That ain't sparring. Any coach that lets that shit go mm. needs to fucking slap themselves. Mm. Hopefully, it, there was more to it. Hopefully, the guy maybe took liberties. Hopefully, he was a you know maybe it was some dickhead off YouTube that they fucking dragged in and go, come on, then you have a go like the whole uh, the whole thing that uh, what's his name did um, Deontay Deontay Wilder that did. Was Hopefully, hilarious. it's something like that. <laughs> Hopefully, Devon Haney doesn't treat actual sparring partners like that. Hopefully, yeah. there's more to it. Because... Yeah, but the posting of it, right? The reason why I bring it up is because of the Tiafimo video that come up this week, right? Yeah. So Tiafimo got dropped in a sparring session. Yeah. Now, I couldn't give a shit. No. But you see social Guys media. Guys get dropped in sparring all the of time. Of course they do. And I want them to get dropped in sparring. Because I want them to be prepared for the spotlight. That's what I want them to be. That's what I want it to be. I don't want it to happen under the spotlight. I want them to go through absolute wars in the gym yeah. in order to be right for fight night. Of course. 
I'd be worried if Tiafimo isn't getting pinged a little bit in training because that means he ain't training with the right guys. Of course. I just find it amusing that then social media blows up going, oh, see, gobby little fucker, he ain't all that it's all cracked up to be, is he? He gets in with Commie, Commie will fuck him up, gets in with Loma. Well, hang on a minute. Why why have Commie and Loma come into this conversation (laughs) from that fucking sparring video? When he was a kid? Yeah. He's still a kid, don't get me wrong, but... Sparring's completely different anyway. You do things and you try things in sparring. You you try different things. You do th- different things because it don't matter exactly. You're learning it's sparring. So you... for all you know, come for all we know, he could have dropped the fucking other guy three times in the yeah. previous round. He's thought, you know what? I'm gonna try something a bit different. I'm gonna try this. And as well as that, we have seen we have been privy to many sparring sessions where certain fighters have been brought in yeah. to, to mimic. mimic other fighters. Yeah. In order to make the other guy get used to that particular style. Of course. So, Tiafimo, we don't know the narrative. He might have been brought in then, right, yeah. can you do us a favour? Can you just concentrate on walking forward? Yeah, yeah. That's not Tiafimo. Of course. Can you just can you just walk forward? Can because... you do this? Can you step to the right and throw a lazy right can hand? Because we're working on this counter. We're working on this counter. Can you just keep doing that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no worries. You get paid for it. Especially when you're a young lad. Yeah, and you're getting weighed in for it. Of course. I'll do whatever you fucking want, mate. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Exactly. Bullshit. I just I just don't understand why anybody would post sparring videos, unless you you know Conor McGregor or whatever. You just, you just <laughs> fucking you just fucking mental and do whatever you want. You kind of expect it from people like that. Yeah. But especially in pure pure boxing guys like this, you know, people around these gyms who train these fighters, old school. Like it's a it's basically an unspo- it's an unspoken rule, isn't it, in boxing? You don't post sparring videos and. There was a time when most gyms, there was no video of sparring whatsoever yeah. on any level. Yeah. But obviously, it's the, it's the modern thing now is to video all sparring sessions so then you can go away with the and fighter work, yeah. and work on stuff and look at stuff because it, sometimes it's tough to advise a fighter where they're going wrong. When they can't see it. When they can't see it. So you, you take it away from it and you can you can show them more clearly. So most, in fact, most sparring sessions are videoed these days. Mm. But it's testament to the sport that 99.9% of the time, we never get to see them. Mm. Uh, still no date yet for the uh, rematch between AJ and uh, Ruiz. Expecting it to drop this week. Mm-hmm. Been told this fucking week after week after but week. But it's confirmed but... it's going to be Madison Square Garden or Cardiff, though, isn't it? And there's two viable dates last two week, weeks apart. Madison Square Garden last weekend of November. Yeah. I'm led to believe that that is the front runner and favourite. And, and then, then was two... it 14th of December? 14th of December, two weeks after that, is uh, Cardiff. Yeah. Um, we're supposed to find out this week. So hopefully we'll do a bit of digging and we'll try and get that information for you. I think it'll be Madison Square Garden uh, last weekend of uh, November. But like I said, once it's confirmed, uh, we'll pass it on. One thing that is confirmed, Frampton's back in the ring. Excited about this. Taking on Emmanuel Dominguez. And we spoke to Carl at weekend, didn't we? We did a little bit of a boxing show on national radio and we were having a chat with him. And I'm cool with this opponent. Yeah, me too. Loads of people jumping on going, eh? Emmanuel Dominguez, the guy that Jordan Gill beat we in three rounds. Well, first of all, Jordan Gill's a good fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally think Having an opponent like this for Carl Frampton to reintroduce himself to an American audience in Philadelphia on August the 10th is absolutely perfect. He goes in there, looks brilliant, looks amazing, does his thing, blows the kid away. And I'm not saying he, he will blow the kid away, but if he did do all those things, it sets up a wonderful opportunity for Oscar Valdez at the end of the year. That's what we all want, don't we? Yeah. We all want to see him get it, getting stuck in and having an opportunity to become a world champion once again against Oscar Valdez. And hopefully this fight is the stepping stone to be able to do that. He can't treat it as a stepping stone. He's got to treat it seriously. Of course he does. Yep. But hopefully he does the business here 
And at the end of the year, we're all off to Vegas once again to see him fight uh, Oscar Valdez. Exactly. And listen, Oscar Valdez came to the UK and lost to Jordan Gill. This is back in the US. Emmanuel Dominguez. Emmanuel Oscar, <laughs> Oscar Valdez. Jordan Gill's world champion. When did that happen? <laughs> Dominguez, sorry, came over here and put all the, you know, the, the cards were stacked against him just purely because he's the visiting fighter. And he, he fought a, a class young talent and a very hot prospect in Jordan Gill. Um, the difference here is he's, it's, it's on North American soil. You know, he is a proud young battling Mexican. He will go in as a big underdog this time and he'll see himself as a big underdog unlike Jordan Gill where potentially he's probably thinking, you know what, I, this guy, I, I'll spank him. He's never fought at my level. Um, so I, I think Dominguez is going to turn up like this is his world title fight. Like this is his opportunity. Now more than ever, it's blatantly obvious that if he beats if he beats Jordan Gill, then he's probably thinking, okay, another decent one on my resume, nice little payday. I'm still X, Y, Z, A, B, C from a title, you know. Forget all that with with Carl Frampton. He beats Carl Frampton in his eyes. He's fighting Oscar Valdez next. Mm. He's jumped ahead of Frampton. He's got that what Valdez fight. This is what he's been waiting his entire career for. The Mexican audience are all over it, ready to pounce on it. Wow, if you win this, mate, that's it. You're in. You're going to get a title fight. You'll get loads of attention for it. He's going to turn up like it's his world title fight. Now, that may well play to his detriment because Carl Frampton's world class. Or he might just fucking absolutely turn up on the night. And if Carl's not absolutely bang on, if Carl's thinking about the, the Valdez fight and thinking about potentially a rematch with Santa Cruz or Josh Warrington down the line, all that kind of stuff, comes unstuck. So, uh, listen, I'm abs- I'm like you. I've got no issue with that opponent whatsoever. He's got to come back against someone. Yeah. He can't just bounce straight back against Valdez. He just lost to Warrington. Yeah. He needs a win. And for me, it's a, dec- it's a good level of competition. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it the weekend, but Tyson Fury's on a little bit of a tour at this moment in time. He's doing the old uh, circuit, speaking yeah. to the crowds and what have you. Um, and I spotted uh, that part of his rhetoric, I think at the weekend, was that the Wilder rematch is signed. Done. February 22nd. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Someone go and check on Dillian White. Make sure he's okay, because it's irrelevant what happens in the Rivas fight. I don't think he's getting a shot at the WBC belt anytime soon. Fucking hell. Do you know last week, by the way, when you were, were questioning what Maurizio was on? And then the day after, they announced that they're going to start drug testing uh, yeah. judges and Officials. referees that are uh, to, connected to the WBC. I was absolutely wetting myself. Obviously, someone at the WBC listens to the Fight Disciples. <laughs> we need to drug test our gaffer. drug test everybody. That's it. Uh, d- disappointed, of course, for Dillian White, but not surprised whatsoever. It's the biggest fight out there. Now I'm just interested to see what Tyson chooses to do. I, I would like to think he will have another fight before February. Probably New York. Well, they're talking uh, September, October, New York. It makes sense for him to get another outing in. Uh, another Tom Schwartz caliber opponent, no doubt. Jarrell. But, uh, yeah, well, I fucking hope not. I'd be devastated if it's Jarrell Miller. It'll be Jarrell. Yeah, I'll be devastated. To be fair, Jarrell Bob Arum has thrown shade on it. Good. Um, Frank Warren's mentioned it. Um, Tyson's mentioned it but the only person that has negatively spoken about it is uh, Bob Aaron which is good you know yeah. he's the American promoter so hopefully they stick to that don't fucking license him don't no, give him a crack I, I would love to be I, listen I hope it is someone decent like that Kawaki that New York New York based Paul who was who was briefly mentioned for uh, for AJ someone like that would be good you know young hungry exciting um, but again you know, you'd have to get Kawaki signed up now because the fact that he turned down AJ when he had the opportunity mm. means that he's probably cycling the juice as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you, what avenue you were going on then. Everybody's on the gear. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. 
Pretty much. Listen, you have just gone full Nate Diaz on me. That's Pretty what you've done. Much. Everybody's on. Not the everybody. Gear. Not everybody. Because you know, I, I couldn't. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror if I truly thought everybody in boxing's on the gear. And I know for a fact a, a, a huge amount of boxers that aren't. But in that seeing as, as you run one of the biggest clinics in the fucking country exactly. for medicals. I know for a Are fact. you not testing for that stuff? I know for a fact. But also, <laughs> I also know... I'm talking about the heavyweight division here. Nick's, on, Nick's sorting the cycle out. That's, the he- that's why <laughs> his business is booming. The heavyweight division is corrupt as fuck. That's the problem. The heavyweight division I'm talking about. I'd say more than 50% are on the deuce in the heavyweight division of yeah. boxing. I truly believe that. Truly believe that. That's just the way the, way the heavyweight division is. You know, and that's why, that's why motherfuckers won't take fights at late notice. Because they know. Canelo, listen, don't kid yourself. There's too much money involved. There's too much money at the top. Okay. Um, this weekend, we've mm-hmm. got some uh, wonderful fights to get stuck into. Yes. I'm just going to skip uh, the British ones because I just want to quickly mention Ray Vargas taking on uh, Tomoki Kamida. Kamida's the guy that... Isn't that fucking Thursday or whatever? Yeah, so I think it's... No, I think it's Friday night. No, I think it's Saturday. Is it? Yeah. Um, anyway, it's happening this week. Um... Kamida's the geezer that Jamie McDonald beat on uh, two separate occasions. Absolutely sensational performances from Jamie on that particular night. It's the WBC Super Bantamweight uh, Championship. Ray Vargas. I'm a big fan of Ray Vargas. Because I thought at some point Isaac Dogby might be getting in with uh, Ray Vargas. Obviously, yep. Dogby ended up losing his belt. If if Ray Vargas can come through that this, imagine a fight with Navarrete. Navarrete and Ray Vargas would be an absolute crackerjack, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be brilliant. Unifying that division? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Mm. Uh, anything that gets us closer to unification, certainly in those smaller weight divisions as well, I'm all for it, man. Mm. All for it. That Ulubali de- defended his WBC bantamweight belt, so he's put himself right in the frame to face the winner whoever comes out of the World Boxing Super Series mm. bantamweight tournaments as well. So that was in fucking Kazakhstan or something mental like that, wasn't it? Was it that, that MTK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Thursday's Rob Brandt, I was thinking of the middleweight. Yes. WBA, he is. He's, he's defending against Murata. He's fighting Murata in a rematch out in Japan. That's Thursday night. But I guess that might be Friday morning, UK. Right. The middle, the middleweight championship of the world. I saw that uh, that was advertised. WBA as. middleweight championship of the world. Yeah, but it was just advertised. Forget the WBA bit. They went the middle, the middleweight championship of the world. Well, hang on a minute. There's a few other lads that hold belts in that division, mate. Yep. And you've got the uh, listen, the, the Mickey Mouse one. Don't pour shade on Bob. Bob's the man. Yeah. To be fair, he is. He is the he is the man. I tell you, who's the man this weekend. It's Frank Warren because he's bringing it. He's putting two of his hot prospects in the ring at the same time. He didn't want to do it because when I was in Vegas, are we going straight to this? I thought you were talking about the big one. What big one? Friday night. I mean, can't Billy Dip. Oh, f- I'm not previewing that first. That is fr- that is bit, that is first. Go on then. I mean, it's going to get paid on to Saturday. Right here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday, fair player Frank Warren. When I were in Vegas, we we're having a little bit of a chat with him about this. He didn't want to do the fight. He wanted to delay it a little bit longer. He was dead honest with me about it. But both of these lads went, "Now nah, fuck it, let's do it. Let's get this fight on. Let's get it on." Gorman Dubois. Is absolutely amazing for many, many, many reasons. Styles and all that just it can't not gel. It can't not gel. Don't do it. After what I did on Saturday night, don't jinx it. You're going to tell them what you did on Saturday night. Saturday night. If if you listen to the UFC show or you haven't, 
the we were commentating on the main card of the UFC for national radio. We had a back to back three sensational knockouts, like literally Ric Flair moments. Woo! Highlight reel knockouts. And then we got to John Jones, the guy who I've been billing as the greatest of all time in the main event against the striker. And I was like, this cannot fail to deliver. And it was shit. And it was absolutely dog shit. <laughs> do you know when you put dog in front of shit, it just it makes me- it worse. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does. Shit's just shit. And I don't know why. I'd rather pick up dog shit than human shit. Wouldn't Would you? you? Yeah. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Would you? I've picked up dog shit thousands of times. I don't have a dog, so it'd be somebody Maybe else's dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I would 100% rather pick up dog shit. So where, human shit. Right, I, hang on, right, wait a minute. This we is thought, a real conversation, this. Yeah, I know it is. So when you, with your kids... Yeah, yeah. Have your kids ever shat on the floor? Yeah, Liv's done that. Right. Mm-hmm. You've picked that shit up, haven't you? Yeah, obviously, yeah. So you, you would you would much rather have that been from a dog? Hmm. That's a good point, actually. Maybe it's because I've only picked up human shit two or three times <laughs> in my entire life. You need to do it a bit more often. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Whereas dog shit's more of a... Everyday occurrence, isn't it? If you're on a dog, you're basically picking up a shit two or three times a day. Whereas that's if you have a kid, I, I couldn't have a dog two or three times. Because that's a what lifetime. you're doing. Yeah, of course, you've got to. You don't, you don't want your kids playing in shit, do you? I'm not one of them you assholes nap- that leaves in the streets. Yeah, you should put nappies on dogs. Weird. You should do. You fuck. That's just weird. Why is it not weird? Well, that's not weird at all. Why do you want to be picking shit up? Picking shit up is just weird in itself. It's dog shit. And, to be fair, how many conversations have we had on this podcast over the last few years about blocking the bog? Mm. So, therefore, we're not off air for getting in there and sorting our... Sorting shit out. <laughs> sorting shit out, literally. literally. Yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> hmm. No, I'd much rather put, pick up a human turd than a, than a dog. Really? Yeah, than a dog turd, yeah. Man, that's weird. As long as it's one of my kids. I'm not like just going around picking up random human turd. Yeah, me too, yeah. As long as it's the dog. It's like, it's if, as long as it's my dog. I don't really want to go around picking up someone else's dog shit. Hmm. Maybe if humans shat, shat in the street, it might be kind of different. If we were used to stepping over human d- shit in the street, you'd yeah. be like, fucking hell. Maybe you'd be a bit more used to picking it up. I don't know. Weird. Hmm. Good point, though. Cheers. So it should be human shit. Human shit. No, no. This fight is human shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to have different levels to describe fights. Yeah. Dog shit's bad. Yeah. But yeah. if we got human oh, shit's terrible. Mate, that that is human. Sh- that is human turd. I think yeah, you should yeah. use the word turd for a human one. Yeah. yeah. That is human turd. That. And if it's like a, if it's like a fight that no one really cares about, oh, that's that's rabbit pebbles. <laughs> that's rabbit pebble shit. That is. All right. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. To be so, to be fair, we're on the on the shit barometer. Where was John's at the weekend? Uh, oh, that was human diarrhea. That was. <laughs> Couldn't control it. It just kept coming. Yeah. Um, so with that in mind... What were we talking about, by the way? It's because you didn't want me to pre- you know, preempt a bad fight. That's what it was. You preempted oh, right. a bad yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this won't be a bad fight. You're doing it now. Stop doing it. You said it. Triple D, Gorman. Yeah. Great fight. For the British heavyweight Unbelievable. Time. Credit, absolute credit to both guys and to Frank Warren not talking them out of it. You know, this is, this is kind of like... It's a level above even because they're heavyweights and obviously there's a British title line, but it, it kind of reminds me of Fowler versus Fitzgerald. We want to see these fights. As British fight fans, 
yes, we're losing the AJs and we're losing the, the big fights going over to America more because of this, the zone and the SPM money. You know, our, our day in the sun, that 18 months, two years that we had is finished. You know what I mean? We're, we're not the centre of the boxing universe anymore. So the way we compete is by hopefully getting the odd Lemachenko fight, of course, but we put on brilliant British title fight or all British fights, and this is one of them. I absolutely cannot wait. They've talked about it for so long, and I think both men are proud, exciting fighters, and whoever loses on Saturday night doesn't step backwards, just steps to the side, and the other one takes one step forward. That's all there is. Depends on the manner. Depends on the manner of uh, the the defeat. Okay, Okay, can I just mention the fact that Rocky Fielding got starched in one round by Callum Smith yet beat Callum Smith to win an aversion of the That's world I mean. title he went, so, he, he, went, he went backwards from that point he couldn't get fights for ages but he still be, no he could get fights but he was back at domestic level but he yeah. still got to a world title before Callum Smith so it's not the end losing an all British fight is not the end I'm not saying it's the end I'm saying he, 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 go, he doesn't step to the side he, go, he does go backwards de- I de- depend, depending on the manner of the defeat I disagree but let, let's move on mm. who's your guy in the fight you kidding me Triple D baby do you reckon? I'm Triple D all day. I've got nothing against Nathan Gorman. I think he's super exciting. I think his shaping his frame uh, a, a real smoke, smoke and mirrors to what he actually fights like. I think he's got good footwork and he's got fast hands for a heavyweight. I rate Nathan Gorman. I think he's an exciting guy and I, I'm following his journey. But Triple D's my guy. I've said since day one, Triple G's the second coming of Big Frank, man. Triple D will be heavyweight champion of the world one day. He's got, he will be the man. He's got three rounds to beat my guy. He's got, he's got three rounds to beat Gorman. Otherwise, yeah. Gorman takes over. And Gorman will stop him late. No. Triple D will stop him inside five. You reckon? I think so, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's just too big a puncher. And I think he's... The thing with Triple D that I like is he's so young that he's willing to take a chance. And he's yeah. got a fucking good chin. Yeah. And for me, Gorman doesn't punch heavy enough to stop him. And I think that's the problem. I think Triple D will get to him. Gorman will be stuck in a bit of a firefight. And Triple D's just a bigger guy, bigger puncher. I think he'll get outboxed. I think Gorman will take him late, mate. I think he'll gas. There's a lot of muscle mass there, isn't there? We haven't, we've not seen him go into deep waters. We've not seen him go late. We've not seen him do those types of things. Nope. I think we're talking about... You've seen him get tagged, though. Yeah, but we're talking about a kid in Gorman. That yeah. come, he's, he's, he comes from gypsy lineage. He's bare knuckle lineage, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. He's going to be tough as old boots. I reckon... Listen, Triple D can whack. There's no question about that. But Gorman's um, slippery enough to get out of the way. He knows where the danger is. In that first three rounds, Gorman's coming at him. Uh, Dubois coming at him like a train to try and take his head off. Yep. And I just think he'll be clever enough, slippery enough to get out the way, be wise enough to weather that storm. And there will be a storm. There's not a question there's going to be a storm. And then I think he'll take over. From about four or five rounds, he'll start to take over. You'll start to see those fast hands getting in on the inside, getting out the back door. Dubois will get a little bit frustrated. And as maybe we get to a round eight, round nine, I genuinely think that uh, Gorman will get the job done. I don't know whether Gorman's a better boxer. I disagree with that. I don't know whether he's a better boxer. I still think that, uh, I think all the advantages, size, strength, ability, and 100% power are with Daniel Dubois. To, to be honest, you know you know what? I, I, I think, and that's what makes this fight so fascinating. But how good is that, that we're having this conversation well, rather than I mean. both sat here going, yeah, he's going to smash 100%. You. And what makes it so fascinating is that, for me... Whoever wins this is whoever handles it. Good point. I think if they both young boys, yeah. If they fight in a gym, if they have sparring sessions, I think they both get they both have days, good days and bad days. 
I think if you put him in a, a social club in front of fucking 100 people, I think, you know, and he fights 100 times, it might end up 50-50, do you know what I mean? 60-40, whatever. It's about who can handle press week, who can handle the O2 arena, who can yeah. handle the spotlights, who can yeah. handle the live cameras, everything else, because, you know, this is on ESPN in America as well, as being on BT Sport here in the UK. Loads of eyeballs are going to be on it. This, they're both going to feel like they've finally arrived here. Now, I know they've been in kind of big fights before, and they've both had quite well, a lot of the like spotlights, this. but nothing like what this week is going to be about. And for me, the potential... I, I don't see Nathan Gorman as the next Tyson Fury. I truly don't. But I do see Daniel Dubois becoming the next British heavyweight champion. Now, he's probably got six, seven years from where we are then. Just as the time, incidentally, when AJ... Tyson, people like that will be on their way out of the sport, if not already out of the sport. I think that's when Dubois will come through then. And we could well have, you know, he, he could be the man. I, mm. I, I can't see Nathan Gorman, with all due respect to Nathan, becoming the man, becoming the spotlight of British yeah, heavyweight boxing. That's a fair point. Daniel Dubois is being built for that. He has got all the attributes that would lend support to that. That's why I was seeing, listen, Frank's not daft. That's why I was seeing Bruno in taking him on the pads now and they're building that relationship and we're seeing more of that. That's who. That's how they build him into a star. We know he's not a talker like AJ. We know. Mm. Oh, sorry, he's not a talker like Tyson, and he hasn't got the charisma of AJ. He's he's a shy kid. He's a quiet kid. So what you do is you 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 get that you get that lovable rogue type of the way we looked at Frank, you know, at Frank Bruno for years, fucking doing pantomime and all that, doing all the TV shows, just laughing away and a big smile on his face. That kind of reminds me of Dubois. You know, he's just a lovely kid, big smile on his face, comes from a fighting family as well as sisters, a high-level amateur too. You know, don't don't pour shade on where his abilities lie either. I just think for me, Dubois has got the physical attributes to become heavyweight champion of the world. Gorman doesn't. Mm. But that doesn't mean that Gorman can't win on Saturday. Ricky Atten's just got to have his mind right and don't let him get involved. If Gorman can separate himself from the moments, from the big, and just outwork yeah, Dubois, keep moving, keep his footwork going and do not get caught in a firefight. Absolutely, he can pinch rounds early on, he can tie Dubois down and he might be able to get something on the scorecards. But for me, Dubois can knock him out in the first round or the 10th round, makes no odds. And I think Dubois hits too hard and at some point, Dubois will stand, dig into the canvas with his toes and let both hands go. And Gorman, being a proud gypsy man, probably does the same will thing. not be able to walk away, will not be able to dance and move. He'll go, fucking come on then. And that will be his downfall, in my opinion. Good point. Great fucking fight. Great fight. Great fight. In fact, there's a few great fights because uh, our boy, Mexican Joe's having a little bit of a go. And yeah, I like it. I like Joe's attitude. Yeah, I know that you might listen to this show and you think they're always taking the piss out of Joe. Listen, we're only taking the piss out of Joe's post-fight interviews. We're yeah. not taking the piss out of Joe. Fighting. It's it's just showing those big giant suits and the way he talks and you know what I mean. Everything about everything him's about funny. him's comedy. He's yeah. a comedy fucking guy. Changing his name to Mexican Joe and all that <laughs> shit. He's it, it, just a fucking comedy character. And I, I hope he knows. It, you know, it's not nothing personal against him. We don't know the guy well enough for it to be personal. I just think he's a fucking comedy character. However, as gets, funny as he is, he gets the job done, man. And not only that. His fucking resume is excellent. I yeah. think Joe Joyce is one of the best matched guys. And I know, listen, he's deep into his 30s. For me, he hasn't got time for Dubois and Gorman. There was talk of him and Dubois at one stage and all this stuff. He hasn't got time for that. They've got time on the side. They're on a different course. Joe Joyce needs a world title fight. He needs it soon because he's older than some of the fucking world title contenders out there now. Mm. He needs it quickly, but they're matching them perfectly. 
They're giving them the right former world title contenders at the right time. Brian Jennings is no joke on paper. He's no joke. But he's long in the tooth now, and you think it's just the right, perfect time for Joe Joyce to put put a number on him, unlike what's been done by previous world title contenders. Yeah, you know he's coming off a loss to Oscar Rivas, got stopped in the twelfth round. The twelfth round, you know, he went fucking t- eleven and a half rounds before the referee stopped the fight. Lewis Ortiz went seven rounds with Ortiz, and before that he went the distance with Klitschko. They had the three losses on his record, but Joe, I and I believe he will. We'll probably obliterate him in six rounds. Do you Even think- though Joe looks like he fights him underwater in slow motion. He's obviously got fucking freakish power. And kind of like Dubois, Joe will fucking take one to land one. Yeah. And he can take it. That's the thing about yeah. ju- uh, the juggernaut. He is his head's made out of concrete. Yeah. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem to resonate when people hit him. It's weird, isn't it? And, they, and he does get tagged. He, his stance and everything about him is weird to watch. Stands square on and just Mate, fucking lets bombs he's go. He's weird. And he, he gets smacked clean in the face and he don't go anywhere. No. Nope. He's proper Terminator. And he's, I know his style's not the most attractive to watch and it is a little bit awkward and a bit gamely and a bit gangly and all that type and of stuff. a bit slow. But he gets it done. <laughs> yeah, no. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got it done again at the weekend. Yep. Six might be... Because I've looked at that resume as well as you, and I've thought to myself, he's a tough old cookie, isn't he, uh, Bryant Jennings? He might, he, might, he might go a little bit longer than that. If that's inside six, that's fucking massive. That's a huge yeah. statement if it's inside six. Well, Ustinov as well. Don't forget, Ustinov last time out was similar. Tough fucking dude, and Joe smoked him in three rounds. Yeah. I know, the, watching that fight at the time, I, it's hard not to laugh because you're like, are these fucking guys, is, is this in slow motion or what? Mm. But Joe's getting it done. Again, I think the matchmaker throughout Joe's career has been absolutely spot on. And beating Brian Jennings, getting a, a knockout against Brian Jennings on a big TV platform again, like this. Joe's on his way to a, some kind of world title eliminator. Yeah. But 2020, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Uh, Liam Williams is also on this, a guy that has definitely stepped up since he uh, moved to middleweight. He was talking to us, though, a couple of weeks ago about maybe... Going back, back down to one five four. Listen, the divi- I can understand the attraction of doing that because the division seems to be wide open. Uh, like middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blooming champions are falling left, right, and centre. New guys are coming in, the likes of Tony Harrison and all these new guys coming in at one five four. Celine Williams, I've no doubt, he's looking at that, thinking I could do a bit, but he just looks so comfortable at one sixty. He looks better, fuller, fresher, quicker, even. And uh, what I've seen of him so far at one hundred and sixty pounds, he's 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 uh, quite attractive. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He ain't going in there and obliterating a Canelo. No. But I wouldn't be surprised if he got an opportunity to fight someone like that over a period of time. Yes. I don't think he wins, but I think he, he he's the best. Of the, he's in the mix with the best of the rest, I think, in yeah. order to get himself in line to fight a Canelo, to fight a Triple G, to fight these type of guys at middleweight. You know? well, this will give him a world ranking with the WBC, won't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it'd be tough for him to become a world champion at middleweight with 100%. what's out there, but he's definitely the best of the rest. Of the challenges, he's yeah. in that mix. Yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, and, which, and that's testament to him because you know he doesn't look like a middleweight. He does look a little bit fleshy at middleweight, but he's, he's been sensational at middleweight. So listen, Kareem Ochoa's not the greatest opponent in the world. The Frenchman who he's fighting on Saturday night. However, he's a guy that's fought at world level. He's a former middleweight himself, of course. Uh, you know, he's he's a career middleweight. Sorry, I meant to say he's a career middleweight. His lost, last loss was against David Lemieux. He lost to Martin Murray back in the day. Um, but, you know, he, he goes the distance. He's a tough, tough fucking operator. Um, and, and Liam Williams is going to have to be on it. But if he makes a statement against a chore on Saturday night, it's going to be impossible for him to go back down to light middle just because he's making waves at middleweight. Opportunities are going to come at middleweight, not back down at, yeah. you know. So, interesting. 
Mm. Anybody else on that card that stands out before I have a bit of a get stuck into the old Amir Khan fight? Just Sonny Edwards, obviously. Sonny Edwards is fucking chip off the old block. He looked sensational last time out. My dad's a huge fan of Son- Sonny, of both Edwards, actually. Um, so I'm looking forward to him. Mm. He's fighting uh, Gallardo for the for the interim uh, IBF belt down at Super Featherweight, uh, Super yeah. Flyweight, sorry. So they like m- must watch TV, the Edwards boys. Mm. Um, just a little bit of a mention to our mate Richard. Richard, I know you listen to the show. Right, and I know um, you, you've had a word with uh, my people at uh, a certain uh, radio station that I work for in order to just make sure that I'm going to be on uh, on on script, let's just say, for uh, the weekend. For those that don't know, Friday night you will be able to hear live commentary of uh, Amir Khan versus Billy Dibb um, on Talk Sport. You'll be able to hear it there. And obviously I will be hosting that programme. Now, Richard um, is uh, in charge of the communications and the PR and the uh, the promotion of that particular fight. And when uh, TalkSport secured the rights, the first question he said to my bosses was, is Adam going to just slag the fight off for for the whole broadcast or, or, or will, he, will he play ball? Uh, he'll, play, he'll play ball. He'll play ball. Listen, Richard, I know that you listen to the show. I'm not slagging. I'm not slagging Amir Khan off, first of all. Right, Amir Khan has served his time as a British great in the world of boxing, and there'll be people out there maybe throwing shade at Amir Khan with taking this fight. Not for me. Nope. If he's getting weighed in to the amount of money that we're led to believe he's getting weighed in at, and he's going over to the Middle East because of the 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 celebrity power that he possesses, then sound crack on, no problem whatsoever. My my shade last week on the show came from him fighting his mate who retired last year at super featherweight and this fight taking place at welter that was my only shade but it is what it is amir's looking after his pal he's giving him a ring come over to the middle east we'll have a little bit of a dance around for three rounds i'll take you out job done you'll get yourself a few quid everybody's happy you up for it billy we're up for it it is what it is yep it's not the fight of the century it's not the fight of the year that's where i stand on it amir's only in, in the last seven years amir's lost two fights to Canelo Alvarez and Terence Crawford, to the pound for pound best boxers walking the earth today. I've got no issue whatsoever with Amir going back to the middle, going out to the Middle East, sorry, cashing in on his celebrity fandom over there. And okay, it would have been nice to see him actually fight a welterweight or even a light welterweight. Career, Billy Dibbs a career featherweight, <laughs> which is a bit fucking concerning. <laughs> But but it's his mate. He's not going to hurt mate. him. Exactly, He's not going to yeah. hurt him. Exactly. It'll be a glorified spa. It is what it is. We all know what it is. Um, and Ami is going to get paid. So I'm not against it. I'm more in- to be honest, I'm more interested in watching Huey Fury fight Samuel Peter on the undercard. Yeah. Even though Samuel Peter's not the Samuel Peter he was uh, when he was a world title contender. But, hey, it is what it is, man. As they like to say on Love Island, it is what it is. So, uh, uh, listen, Ami will get paid. He'll move on. Will we get the Brook fight? I don't know. Are we going to get any kind of other title fight from Amir Khan, potentially, if he's hanging around? Or maybe this will be a sign-off? Cash out in the Middle East? Why not? I don't think it will be. You know what he's like? You spent time with Amir Khan. He loves it, man. He still loves the fight game. He won't want to go out on what happened in the Terence Crawford fight. He will obviously come through this, give him a little bit of confidence, and I think we'll see something by the end of the year. Yeah. Expect to see half a dozen rounds and then Billy Dibbs corner pull him out. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. They're the fights this week. A little bit of something to get uh, stuck into. And then next week, 
It's all about Dillian White and Oscar Rivas, isn't it? I can't wait to preview Dillian White, Oscar Rivas, because I just got so much respect for for Dillian White for being the fighter that he is, and he is a fighter. He's a fucking absolutely a fighter. I'm so excited. So, and if you're tuning in for the preview for the MTK show on Friday night, we haven't forgot about it. We haven't swerved it. I'm probably going to have a chat with my guest this week, who is former world champion Rocky Fielding. He was supposed to be on the Not MTK on it, is it? show, but he's pulled off. I think he's had a broken toe. So uh, you'll. Be, if you want to hear the preview to the MTK show, listen to our big interview tomorrow, which is released as a podcast, obviously, uh, with Rocky Fielding. Cool. Um, subscribe. So then you'd get that in your feed. Yep. Fight Disciples on iTunes. You can get it on the website as well, fightdisciples.com, if you need an Android feed. And it's for at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're all over social media, including Instagram, at the Fight Disciples. And be like Jack as well. Hit fightdisciplesstore.com. Tees, hoodies, socks. Badges, stickers, you name it. We've got the lot. Get on there and show the world that you're a fight disciple. I'm talking to you, Jamie Carragher. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.